You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Once again, we kick off the week with another episode of The Week in Iceland in the company uh, of my guest today, my colleague here at Ruv, Odur Thorthesen. Hello. Hi, Darren. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Very nice to be back. Good to talk to you once again. Good to have you here. Um, Shall we just start briefly with the volcano, which I think is going to be of interest for a lot of people, particularly outside of Iceland. Maybe wondering why there hasn't been any uh, sort of news of it in the last few days. It's not doing anything. No, it isn't. Has it stopped? Uh, No, it hasn't stopped. But uh, still, this is sort of uh, the thing that we knew would happen. Um, Mm. It erupts. It changes from day to day in the first few days and weeks. And then it just slowly, you know, Mm. fizzes out, you know, in the weeks and months to come. And not much really happens. I Mm. mean, the lava flow uh, creates this uh, new landscape, essentially. And it's quite exciting to to see how that's unfolding. But... uh, the volcano itself doesn't do much. And I actually saw a very renowned uh, uh, volcano specialist yesterday declaring that maybe in about a week or two weeks' time, the volcano might stop erupting. Really? Yeah. But I don't know how he can no. assume that, but still. Because here's what's so fascinating about it for me as someone who wasn't in Iceland during the last two eruptions in 2022 and 2021. In 21, it, this went on for six months. Mm, yeah. Last year, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And even a few days ago, we didn't know whether it was going to be 2021 or 2022 or something between the two. Yeah. But, but, you, but you've spoken to someone who's reasonably confident that it's going to be uh, yeah, all but over? He has often said many things that... Then necessarily did not, not yeah. Okay. Uh, as is just the fact of the matter in yeah. this uh, this line of work for these people, they have to assume things that necessarily don't come true. I think as well, if you want an instant indication of whether the volcano is still erupting or doing anything interesting, is just stick your head out of the window any time of the day or night, and if you hear helicopters going over, mm, yes, then there are still tours running to see the lava erupting, yes. the lava coming out of the volcano. So it is still on, it's still it, happening. It is still on. And even if it stops erupting in about a week or two weeks' time, yeah. the good news is for the people that are interested, it's probably not going to be our last eruption. No, and the the gas coming from it and the way that that has mixed with the foggy air over the mm. capital, that's been an issue this time. I don't know whether it was last time or no. the time before, but it seems to have been a bigger part of the story this time. The thing is uh, the wildfires, yeah. they weren't happening in the last... Pre- two times uh, Mm. because the ground was so wet but it's been very dry this summer we've Mm. had a very dry summer and uh, due to that fact we have these wildfires in and around the volcano where the the new landscape the new lava is uh, growing in size it is constantly getting more and more fuel for the wildfire you know the dry moss and the you know the the shrubs and Mm. and stuff Um, so the smoke coming from that has you know Yes. Uh, you know, made life worse here in the capital city, definitely. Yeah. And some listeners, particularly in America, maybe Australia as well, when they hear the phrase wildfire, mm. it will call to mind those terrible fires that we've seen, not least in California and parts of the USA. That's not what we're talking about here because no. all there is to burn is the moss. Yes. And, and it is burning, but that's all there is. Yeah. And it doesn't cause any danger. No. Uh, higher smoke levels, uh, you know, less air quality uh, for a few hours at a time, yeah. maybe, but nothing dangerous. All right. Let's turn to politics because we're halfway through the parliamentary term. And the coalition, which is comprised of three parties in government, a bit of tension within it at the moment. What is the issue? What's the problem? 
Um, the Independence Party, or at least some high-ranking members, have been saying that uh, the coalition is so full of compromises that we just can't compromise more. Mm. We have to get uh, some of the things that we want to put on the agenda get put on, and we can't do compromises anymore. Compromises being uh, whaling. That has been probably the biggest compromise. Uh, the left green movement uh, minister for food and 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 uh, fisheries uh, just banned whaling mm. just the day before they were going to start uh, this summer. Um, a controversial decision split the nation in half, mm. as we talked last time I was here, Darren. Um, and this has been sort of a thorn in the side of many Independence Party members. Yeah. And, and uh, is the issue the timing or the principle? Uh, sort of the way it was done, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fact that it was the day before the season. Yeah, it seemed done. politically yeah. motivated, which yeah. I'm sure probably it was in a way, you know. Uh, she's never going to admit, admit that, the minister, Svanti Svastotter. Mm. But still, it, it might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been the left Greens' way of uh, reminding, hey, we're here too. We have yeah. stuff that we want to put in the agenda. We are against whaling. Yeah. And, and uh, the prime minister is from the left Greens. Exactly, yeah. So they she, they she have to keep reminding people we are in this coalition as well. It's yes, not just yes. the independence party. And the third party is? Framsjokken uh, Flokken, the progressive party. Okay, and uh, do, do they sit sort of halfway between the two other parties? I or are so, they? Yeah, I guess. Uh, the independence party has been in government 70% of the time since the republic was formed <clears throat> in 1944. And the pro- progressive party has been... Uh, you know, along the lines of uh, the uh, Independence Party uh, yeah. since, uh, you know, just forever, I guess. Mm. So uh, it's been in, in government loads of times yeah. and the left green movement hasn't. So, yeah. And one party that is doing very well in the polls, but you were telling me before we switched on the microphones that this always sort of happens midterm. It does. Is the Social Democrats who are polling at about 30% of the vote ahead of the Independence Party, mm-hmm. which is three times, I think, where they were at the election. Yeah. But that's not uncommon midterm. No, definitely not. We, we saw it with the Pirate Party not, a, not many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of midterm, they were the biggest party in Iceland. And then come election day, they went from like 25% or 30% down to like 10, 15% yeah. range. So I, I presume similar things will happen with the uh, Social Democrats. Mm. They will uh, get a landslide victory. They will be the biggest party or, you know, th- they will have, uh, you know, coming from, I don't know, what, 10, 12, 13% up to maybe, I don't know, 25%. That yeah. will be a huge victory for them. They will be the biggest party in that sense. Uh, the biggest growth, mm-hmm. but still... And form the government then, do you think? Or, or be part maybe, of the yeah. government? Uh, yeah. They haven't said that they will not form a government with the Independence Party, something that the Social Democrats have said before, yeah. but now they have a new leader. So, And I don't think that she will exclude the Independence Party yeah. as her uh, predecessors have done. Yeah. Because looking at this from outside of Iceland, people might say, what holds these three parties together, the parties that are in government? Let's just take two, for example, the, Le- the Left Greens... And the Independence Party, one, as the name suggests, is a left-wing party. Mm-hmm. The Independence Party is right or centre-right. Yeah. But they hang together because they're opposed to membership of the European Union. That, that's it, really, isn't it? That's it, yeah. And just one word, conservatism. In a way, yeah. Social conservatism? Or yeah, economic? in a way, yeah. Social yeah. conservatism uh, and just uh, sort of uh, um, this sort of domestic, anti-EU, anti-global uh, trade, you yeah. know, it's, uh, you know, the chairman of the left-green movement, the leader of the left-green movement, Katrina Kusotti, she's a very hip kind of politician, and mm. she was when she emerged uh, as the new leader. But the party before that, 
was very socially conservative. Uh, it was very along the lines of uh, socialism mm. because that's sort of the party roots. The old Alfredo Pantalaith, yeah. which formed into the left-green movement, was a very socialist party in a, in a sense. So mm. uh, those are the party roots and high-ranking members within the party still you know, trace the party's roots back to that. Because yeah. so. I think a lot of people would be surprised by the idea that uh, Katrin Jakobsdottir, prime minister, of course, and, and leader of the left-greens, could be described as being as part of a conservative small C party in any way. Yeah. But but those are the roots of the party. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, yeah, socially conservative and, and also just uh, conservative in a way. Traditional. Like, tr- yeah, very traditional. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, not very liberal, not very... Uh, Forward thinking, although the party members will probably scold me for saying that, but but still, those are the roots of the yeah. party. And we're two years away from an election, is yeah. that right? Okay, let's turn to um, let's turn to what I think we can describe as a scandal. People did feel that something scandalous had happened. The sale of a chunk of Eastlands Banky uh, and the scandal around that, which led to the resignation of the board, a new board being elected, and indeed a shareholders meeting, which was called. Just last week. So, so what's happening with Eastlands Bank? Uh, a new board has been elected by the shareholders in that meeting that you mentioned. Um, and in a way, closing this chapter, uh, I think, for plenty of time now. Uh, at least the uh, the new board, the shareholders and the people that sort of have a stake in the bank mm-hmm. really hope so. Because now... Uh, the bank has gotten a fine for uh, uh, for the way they uh, managed and mm. handled the sale of the uh, the assets, the government's assets. This is one point two billion krona, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 the fine was yeah the the largest in in history. Uh, but still, for a bank, a billion krona, it's almost like a slap on the wrist. Yes. Really, you know, in in the grand it's, scheme of things. It's less of an issue to them than it would be to me or you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, way less of an issue. Way less of an issue. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I think they probably hope that this chapter is just over now for them. Mm-hmm. They can look ahead. They said, we're sorry. We're sorry for the way we mishandled the sale of the government assets. And uh, they probably hope it's just over. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it is, but people are probably getting tired of Discussing the matter and... and yeah. And people have to bank somewhere. I suppose the thing that for any commercial organisation really does mark a very serious turn is if customers start moving away mm-hmm. in huge numbers. And there doesn't seem to be any particular evidence not, of that, Not in a critical mass, yeah, definitely yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, you have probably some people going over to the rival banks, the other two, yeah. Arion Banki and Landsbanki. But, uh, yeah, not, not a critical mass, definitely not. Yes, and any great surprise in terms of those who were elected to be the board? It was, I mean, the names are on the website here at Roof English. We've covered yeah. that, but um, did that meeting proceed as expected, would you say? I, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the people elected for the board are not very well known. Mm-hmm. I mean, I follow the news quite well, and I don't recognize these people a lot. Yeah. Some names do ring a bell, but still, it's just a group of people that yeah. you really don't know anything about. And in terms of something like this happening again or not happening again, there have been, and there has been much inquiry into what has happened. Have the lessons been learned, do you think? Is it impossible to imagine that something like this might happen again in a few years? Um, I'm not sure. Um, the government wants to keep selling its assets in Islas Banki and then move on to Landsbankin, which is then going to be the final 
uh, pillar of the government's hold of the financial sector. So full privatization of <clears throat> the bits that are still in yes, state control. A, a lot of people in government really want to see that happen. Yeah. Some of them probably don't. But still, uh, it's on the agenda to fully privatize Islandsbanki. Perhaps Landsbanken in the coming future, yeah. but this has really put a dampener on on uh, I- into the party of let's privatize everything. You know, so um, I'm not sure how people are going to handle uh, future sales. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, this maybe shows that we didn't learn our lesson after the big crash of 2008. Maybe it didn't. But some people are saying, uh, well, there were repercussions now. Yeah. There was a big fine issued. That wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the bank crash of 2008. Mm-hmm. We learned that these sort of actions do have consequences, but in, you know... Yeah. Well, uh, I've, I've mentioned... When push bef- comes to serve, what are the consequences, Darren? Well, I've I mean, mentioned before that coming from a country other than Iceland, mm. when the financial crash happened, and it really did happen here mm. in Iceland, people outside of Iceland say, Iceland, famously the country that jailed the bankers. Mm. Well, it jailed the bankers who did illegal things. It didn't jail the bankers, no. you know, as a principle, as a group of people that they felt were, were unpleasant in some way. No. The bankers that were jailed here were, were jailed for breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that would have been the case in other countries as well if the bankers in other countries had been found to be breaking the law, which, which, which wasn't in, in many cases. Mm-hmm. But looking at looking from that point, from 2007, 2008 onwards to where we are, it is still surprising that, what, 15 years after that, Iceland finds itself in a position where the words banking and scandal mm-hmm. appear again in the same sentence. Yeah. Not in the same way, yeah. but like, again, those concepts are linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if I had £1,000 right now, I would bet on this is not the last time that we have heard scandal and bank put in the same sentence. Right, so you're off to your bank to get the, the thousand. We <laughs> yeah. won't say which bank. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to turn to what's happening in Akureyri, mm-hmm. where the Hleith nursing home has been beset by all sorts of woes concerning mould, which is a big problem in Iceland. And we've got the head of the private health company there who's very frustrated today reporting that he he can't make use of these facilities, his company can't make use of these facilities because the work that needs to be done on this nursing home, which has been beset by problems with mould, is not going ahead as quickly as it needs to. And we'll widen that out to, I guess, why Iceland seems to have such a problem with mould. It's not just this nursing home. There have been schools, I think, the University of Hola as well in the mm-hmm. north today also reporting these problems. Why is Iceland such a mouldy country? Well, some people look back to what we discussed earlier, which is the bank crash of 2008. Okay. Um, so government spending uh, has, well, went down in the years after. You know, we had a big debt to pay and uh, mm. our economy was a bust, essentially. Um, so we had to look for places to save money and... Uh, you know, infrastructure and maintenance of infrastructure. Some people say that that was one of the victims of austerity uh, following the bank crash. Mm. So uh, this might be uh, a consequence of that happening. So we we didn't do enough maintenance for years after the bank crash. Yes. And now we're seeing schools, nursing homes, hospitals, uh, government buildings, the buildings of institutions uh, run mm. down by mold. 
It is a difficult problem in many countries, but maybe there is just something about the climate of Iceland that sort yeah. of lends itself to this to this issue. That wouldn't be surprising, I suppose. No. Uh, uh, this wasn't a problem of a few years ago. Uh, I'd have to, uh, not not as big of a problem as it is now. You don't watch the news unless you hear the word mold being mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are conspiracy theories, of course, surrounding this as anything else. Uh, some people say that the engineers uh, that detect the mold are over-detecting because they're the ones that offer the solutions to the mold coming up. And, mm. uh, you know, there are conspiracy conspiracy theories surrounding this yes. as anything else. Well, conspiracists will say all sorts of things, won't yes, they? Yes, <laughs> they will, yes. It does feel, though, that whoever cracks this problem in Iceland, whoever finds a cheap, reliable portable way mm. of fixing mold will become the richest person in the country. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I guess waiting for summer's not going to not <laughs> going to cut it either, is it? No, definitely not. Uh, it's a really serious problem though because you've got kids who can't go to school, you've mm. got this nursing home that can't be used, all the other places that we've that we've talked about. You know, a serious point here is that getting to grips with this would would improve the lives of many people in this country. Yeah, and in the long term as well because you have Many kids in school being sort of just thrown around willy-nilly and getting displaced, you know, yeah. one term over here and then another term in this building and they lose touch with their friends. They're not on campus anymore. They're not in their neighborhood anymore. They're mm. being thrown out. Um, this might create problems, social problems in the years to come. The same thing, you know, with this nursing home in the north. Um, it could have dire consequences if you have to displace nursing home members and uh, and also if maybe you can't even use this housing facility again yeah then you have to build new ones it's going to take a lot of time you know the service will be down for i don't know how much long time you know it, it's, it's just it's it's not a good thing right? yeah and the other issue is that it forces me every time to correct the american spelling of mold which my computer insists ah. on suggesting is correct m o l d no there's a u in it yes that's that's how you spell the word just as in color or, exactly yeah. let's not get into that that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other thing i mean i'm assuming that the u in your name is is there for a reason <laughs> yes yes it is yes it is <laughs> all right listen thanks very much indeed uh, otto thordeson from uh, ruv joining me today uh, to take a look at some of the bigger stories across the week and who knows the next time we speak we might be talking about the volcano in the past tense or might be looking at a whole new uh, eruption. Yes. You're putting a bet on that as well? or, or? Uh, I might, yeah. <laughs> I might go to the bank later today. Two definitely. bets today. Yes. All right. Otto, thanks very much indeed. This is Roof English. I'm Darren Adam. Get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is on email. Any ideas for the show, get in touch, and it will be great to hear from you. You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.